Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is our midweek special. Welcome, everybody. Of course, I'm Eric G. Caroline B. Hey, guys. You got it. You got it. Man, there's so much going on this week. The McRib is back. I saw that. You like it? You like the McRib? (laughs) You know, okay, first off, we talked about this in a previous episode. I don't like pickles, so if I do it, I order the McRib without the pickles. That's the best part, though. That's the only uh, part I like. (laughs) After working at McDonald's so many years, uh, there is no good thing about McDonald's pickles to me. Oh, yeah, we've been through this. He had disgusting We've been down experience this with the pickles. So I'm good. So th- that's back. Um, you know, for a mystery pork meat kind of sandwich, it's interesting. You know, I mean, that's why it's not on the menu every day. They can make a big deal out of it, and then it's gone, you know. So they, they have can, a lot of sauce on the, in the commercial. It's really covered in quite a bit of sauce. Is that to cover the mystery meat? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, there's another sandwich I want them to bring back, but they haven't brought it back in like 20 years. And this was the McCheddar. McCheddar? So the McCheddar was was a quarter pounder beef patty, grilled onions, and then a cheddar cheese kind of cheese whiz sauce on top of it. Just remind people. really good. You used to work there. Eric worked at McDonald's. yeah. So I remember all these things because I made a freaking thousand of them a day, you know? So mm. it, you know, and that was my, I mean, I started working at McDonald's when I was 14. I, know, I got a minor breakfast. work permit. At, yeah. Uh, I mean, I really, that McDonald's, breakfast was so good. That breakfast was like, yeah. I dream about that breakfast. <laughs> it was really well, good. See, I, mean, I had some cool, fun managers and. They like to party. So I could, for my meal, make just about anything I wanted to. So it, it was like the McDonald's test kitchen to me. I'd take quarter <laughs> pounder stuff and make a, like a quarter pounder Big Mac out of it. So I'd have this huge half pound Big Mac <laughs> that I'd make. And, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy. And so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, the McRib is back. And in pure Ryan Reynolds fashion, and one of my favorite gins, Aviation Gin, he came out with a cocktail to pair with this. And how crazy it, is that? It looks so good. This cocktail actually looks delicious. Tell them what's in it. Okay, so should we start out? And so it's funny. He created this to pair, and he calls it the gin riblet. <laughs> so you're going to fill your shaker with ice. 
combined four ounces of tomato juice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going down through the list here. Uh, and then you put barbecue. a half ounce. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Plenty of uh, gin. A little squeeze of lemon. And you're good to go. It's like a Bloody Mary gone rogue. Yeah. A little bit. Shake well, strain it out, garnish with a pickle and an onion. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, there you have it, the gin riblet. That's awesome. So um, anyway, and it's pretty dang funny. He <laughs> says it's like Bloody Mary's hottie, hotter cousin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. It's like kind of Bloody Mary gone rogue. It's awesome. Yeah. I so, like it. Yeah. So anyway, well done, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and way to represent Portland's aviation American gin. gin. So get that yourself. Owned, that used to be owned by a Canadian. Get yourself a McRib and a gin riblet for there lunch. You go. That's a perfect working lunch. I love it. <laughs> well, hey, there was a big, man, it's been a busy week. Oh, one thing I wanted to drop in here too. I hope everybody went over to Around the House page. Uh, our Facebook page, because I posted up the um, Inside Edition story with Amber Truckee. Uh, that aired on uh, Monday night across the United States, and uh, I posted that Facebook video up over there. I got to give Inside Edition two props on this. They chased down the contractor in a Home <laughs> Depot parking lot and tried to get comments out of him, and he walked really? back in his car and run away and ran away. Oh my God. I so, didn't see it. You have yeah, to tell me, you tell me what this. happened. Oh my God. I missed it. And then I saw your post and I thought, Oh, so tell me what happened. They tracked him down. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah the host basically walked out there with the microphone. Hi, this is brought up from inside edition. Would you like to comment on? <laughs> and I mean, him oh. and his wife, who is the, his wife, I believe was the hack tile setter in this episode story. And, uh, man, those two went running with their tail between their legs back to their SUV trying to get out of the Home Depot parking lot because Inside Edition had been following him <laughs> all the way to Home Depot and nailed him in the Home Depot parking lot. Oh, my God. I was cheering for get that nailed. One. They got nailed at the Home Improvement, like, castle of the world. And yep. on top of it, they should have spoke. Like, that was their opportunity to, like, actually say, like, defend themselves, and they didn't do anything. Oh, and he tried the, uh, and he tried the, oh, she has, she didn't pay me. And the host did a great job. She goes, well, actually, that's (laughs) not true, sir. Amber Trekkie paid you over $3,000. And then he just shut up and got in his SUV. (laughs) Yeah, sucker, sucker. So that was good to see him running like a, running like an eight-year-old off the, (laughs) off the playground, taking his ball home. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. There is cool. some justice in the world that just shows you some justice. Oh yeah. It would have been a little more justice if you would have backed into a, like a, one of the cart things or something that would have been even better justice, but <laughs> that's just me being vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, all right, Caroline, there's a couple other things we're going to talk about today. Oh, Generac. Yeah. Generac. That's a, that's a big one. Big. So they bought out Ecobee on Monday. How'd you get this news? Where did this news come from? Um, I got that off multiple, multiple places. So <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook, because we have a lot of people with Ecobee and Generac that are kind of in my network as I put my air quotes up and they were all <laughs> sharing it up yesterday. So it was wide news. And I get that. I mean, 
there are companies out there that are trying to really get into all of the electronic controls and Generac is trying to get into whole house controls. I mean, if you think about it, if you have a on-demand generator when your power goes out and that generator can talk to the heating and cooling system and that stuff, there could be some interesting synergy there on backup power. Mm. If those two could talk. So I see Mm. where they're going. That could be interesting. Yeah. But uh, as you mentioned to me earlier, there seems to be a lot of buyouts happening of big companies putting a lot of other companies in their umbre- under their umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. And that's going to make it for fewer companies within the home improvement industry carrying bigger, pro- you know, wider range of product. And you've talked about this in the tools, you know, tool industry. Yeah. It seems that there's, you know, your basic manufacturers and they own a lot of these smaller tool brands. Well, one thing that's interesting, and I'll say this, and this happened 15, 20 years ago with Masco. Masco came in as a conglomerate and bought up everybody. Uh, I think they had Owens Corning, Craftmade Cabinetry, um, Sheesh, um, Milgard Windows. They had all these different companies that were under the Masco brand. And I mean, it seemed like you would walk into a home center and half of those companies would be like under that. So it's a monopoly. I mean, it's basically like a monopoly. And then Uh, it's not technically a monopoly because they didn't they were one big company, but they had their hands in so many different things. So each one of those things that they had their hands in had competitors. It wasn't like it was all the same thing, like all all the the same same thing. But you know, some of the so, tool companies do do that, right? So a lot of the, some of the bigger tool companies have bought up all the other independent tool companies, right? We've talked yeah, about but that they, before. But they only own part of them. It's not like it's not like one company owns all the drills. That would then be a monopoly. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know six or seven different people out there. But if you start looking at like Masco, you know they used to own. If you go back in, they had Craftmade Cabinetry, Marillac, Quality Cabinets, Cardell. And then they had Axer, Brass Tech, Caldera Spas, Delta Faucet, which was Delta Brizo, Hans Groey, Hot Spring Spas. And I mean, they had Bear Paint Company, Kills, Liberty Hardware, Kitchler Lighting, you know, Milgard. So they had all these different companies or this massive conglomerate. And as time goes, they keep dropping and selling those companies off that they'd brought under the umbrella. So right now that umbrella is only about 15, 20% what it used to be because they've been selling companies off left and right because here's what happens. And this is kind of what happens in this cycle that I see happen in building materials. You'll have these companies come in and a big conglomerate will buy up a cabinet company. Well, the cabinet company, when they buy it is like kicking butt and taking names, but Mm. these private equity firms have no idea how to run a freaking cabinet company. So they run it and and they run, run this thing into the ground. And so it's like they buy it for a billion dollars and sell it for a hundred million dollars to somebody that actually knows how to run a cabinet company and they bring it back up into that again. So it's <laughs> like they buy it, run it into the ground because they don't know what they're doing. And then they sell, sell it to it. another company that comes back and cleans up the mess. <laughs> Happens time and time again. 
So that makes it interesting. So hopefully they won't do that to Ecobee. Hopefully not. But you know, but here's so. the difference though. Generac's not that big conglomerate. You know, they're a yeah. smaller company. They don't own all those different things like Basco does. Definitely not. So that's I don't know. it good. sounds like a good it sounds like a good pairing to me. Yeah, I think it could be interesting. Yeah. You know, so I think there's you know, they've got Generac is uh they've got some different other companies in there, but it's all kind of within their you know, it's kind of all within their their purview of what they're doing. So I get it. Um they were the builders, Generac originally in the in like 59. They were the the generator builder for craftsmen during the 50s up through the 70s. Let me ask you something. We were talking about a couple shows ago about California passing a mandate that they wanted generators to be not gas, petroleum fired engines. Remember that whole discussion? Yep. Could Generac be purchasing Ecobee because of their technology, sustainability, some type of knowledge about operating a Could be. system? That no question. I don't know. No question. How I look at it with them is I think that, you know, the controls is smart, but um, I'm not aware of Ecobee having any power generation knowledge, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe in the control side of things, how to control things remotely is good. Um, I really think that um, where you're going to see these companies have to pivot is you're going to see them getting into the storage part of power, not the generating part of power. You'll see them um, putting up battery packs that store solar. You'll see people that will have a whole house battery that will, that will charge up off the grid when the rates are low and then store yep. that until they have a power outage. I think that's where you're going to see that going. But if you were going to do that, you'd want to have, you know, one of the biggest power sucks is that heating and cooling system in your house off of that. So if you could have somebody that could, if you could control that, that's where I think that makes sense. Hmm. Not so much of the, okay, I'm going to have a gas powered generator, but I'm going to have a smart battery system that's going to power the house when I have no power. That's yeah. where I think Ecobee comes in and you go, okay, that's where that makes sense. That's fascinating, but very cool. Yeah. And by the way, guys, I have no relation to Ecobee at all. So this is all <laughs> hype. I don't have any insider stuff. I'm just using common sense of how these companies run here. There's no insider information on this whatsoever. That's just using hey. my knowledge of both companies. Let's talk about those California condors. Eric's oh, man. a condor expert. I just found this out. The bird. So we're here's the about. funny thing about condors. So the news is that virgin births happen. They're discovered in critically endangered condor birds, that these birds have now had immaculate conceptions. These female birds have somehow birthed, bred another condor without male DNA. So, like, the males are out. These women yeah. have now, condor birds have now figured out a way to birth without them. So then I told this to Eric and Eric had this knowledge about condors. I did not know that he was a condor expert, but he is amongst so, other things. So I, I got to take it back to, this is so funny. I was in like second or third grade and I think it was second grade and I had to do a report about an animal. So I did it on the California condors and I did a deep dive into this big old report <laughs> <laughs> and my teacher, I think it was third grade, and and my teacher gets up there and says, 
Eric, I disagree with the report. They're going to be they're going to be completely extinct in three years. This is like mm-hmm. 1978. So she's like, 81, they're gone. <laughs> and I got into such an argument with my teacher and told her that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Of course <laughs> we're not. I hammered on her so much, I ended up getting called to the office. My parents got called. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm backing down. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so... See, things never change. And uh, <laughs> should we play some Tom Petty for you right now? I feel like we need to play Don't Back Them. <laughs> but we can't because of well, we copyright. We can't the licensing. So. Exactly. So, so just play it in your head. <laughs> so for the last, you know, 40 years, every time something comes up on the California condors, it like hits the internet and my mom somehow finds it and goes, hey, update in the condors. And so <laughs> I have literally probably 300 emails from my dear old mom sending me another condor update. So all but of a sudden right. now, it's like a Google update, but it's from my mom. But he was totally right. And now the condors have ma- managed to basically immaculate concept their own children without male DNA. That's pretty See, wild. Third grade teacher. I'm still right. <laughs> And it's 2021, and there's more now than there were then. (laughs) That's winning. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's, like, amazing. It's cool. Well, hey, guys, we got a fun show coming up this weekend. Mm. Looking forward to this. We got uh, you and I are going to talk a little bit about the clocks changing, about uh, Benny Hinn Day on Saturday. Actually, (laughs) technically Sunday. See, now we would go, uh, we would play Fall Back Down. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> or let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies oh god! The um, <laughs> so we do either one of those, but uh, it's Benny Hinn Day, so we're gonna switch the clocks. Fall back, so fall somebody back. catch the old lady. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so we've got that coming up, and so but really the fun part of the show is we get so we talk to Manly Jobs. And that's a cool Mm. one where we've got this school teacher that teaches forestry that's creating these job videos for kids that are so wonderfully produced. And we'll be talking with him. And then what seems to be a James Bond movie, almost like a video out of the villain, we've got Mm. Deep Sentinola. Deep Sentinola. That's such a great movie name, right? They should have like- that's definitely a Bond flick, Deep Sentinel. <laughs> it really is. So we've got the founder. He founded actually things like Redfin and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, this is a cool artificial intelligence security system for your home. And I and, and the more I think about it, I went on to YouTube and watched some of those videos of them catching people. Oh, I did too. Oh, that's like watching cops. Real Better. time. It's, it's better. It's better. And so we've got him coming on the show. And if you are thinking about a security system or something like this, you should give this a hard look. Um, I think Julie's a little scared of it. I showed her the video. And, and that was kind of funny because you know what her, um, you know what her response was? I go, hey, what do you think of this? And she goes, no way I'm doing that. <laughs> she thought it was like a really she goes like that's out of a movie Creepy. i think 
I'll be honest. I think her and I have watched too much Criminal Minds together. So, But don't give it away. <laughs> so before you hear this interview this weekend, go to YouTube and download and watch some of the Deep Sentinel security cam scenarios. Yep. So do that first. And then you can yeah. hear from the owner of the company who's going to be on with us talking about how he created the company and the AI technology and how this is really going to kind of put an end to companies like, I'm not going to company bash, but like ADT and how they sort of have an alarm system that isn't so um, effective. Even Simply Safe. There's a lot of different companies out there, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. this is the only one of its kind. So it's something different. And uh, we wanted to bring it to you, our favorite listeners. It's a great so, interview. It, yeah, it gets you really thinking about home security because it it's really something does. that even if you don't have it, like I don't have home security. I probably shouldn't say that because you never know who's going to stalk my house. But, you I, know. I, by the way, now Vinny is offended <laughs> that you called him not home security. Home sec <laughs> so if we have some sort of home security, we won't go into that. But, you know, <laughs> Eric actually has cameras and he's got some <laughs> systems going on. Oh, I got We just some have stuff. hands. I got some stuff. <laughs> you have home security. What are you talking about? Hands, hands, hands. I am the weapon. <laughs> okay. So we've got a good one coming up. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be a great one. And then, uh, hey, everybody out there, we're going to be talking about this on the next week's show. But uh, if you're planning on uh, uh, doing some remodeling, make sure you tune into the show after that, because uh, we're going to be doing some talking about planning ahead for remodeling because there's such a, a shortage of materials out there. We're going to try to help you navigate that as well. And we have a giveaway before we go. We got to oh. talk about the giveaway. Yeah. almost forgot. Free stuff. Free stuff, guys. Free stuff. Make sure to go to aroundthehouseonline.com to register. You don't need to do anything. I mean, listen to the show. And then register to win a Santa Fe dehumidifier. It's a $1,200 prize. I mean, you can't. $1,200? <laughs> yes. That is a quite the dehumidifier. It is. It's got a filter. You've got a, your Merv. Where's our Merv? Oh, music? we got a Merv filter? We got a Merv 13 filter and a dehumidifier all in one. Yeah. It's be Merv. You got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, make sure you stay tuned this weekend. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. You've been listening to <laughs> Around, Around the, the House. house. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.